It's a Totally Football Show special on the Poch Putch. As Maurizio gets his marching orders, we ask, was this a shock move from Tottenham after where he got them? How did Spurs' most successful manager in half a century get booted out on a wintry midweek evening? And can Mourinho make like a Wild West farrier and get Spurs back on their feet? It's all coming up in the Totally Football Show in association with Paddy Power. Hello there, listener. Yes, it's the Spurshall one, TM copyright, as Jose Mourinho takes over from Maurizio Pochettino and there's precious little to laugh about. Nick Miller, thanks for joining us today. As you said, it's like going from Han Solo to Darth Vader. really is. It really is. Dark day. Uh, Matt Davis-Adams also here with us, a man with direct experience of working under Jose. Yeah, absolutely. I've already um, sent on my sympathies to the Spurs TV commentator, who's a friend of mine. But it's not all going to be negative today, is it, James Horncastle? No, he's changed. So I'm looking forward to seeing Jose at White Hart Lane. Brilliant. We'll get a take from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Association a little bit later on. Pete Hayne joining us for that. But so many questions... Was it fair? Is it the right thing for the club? Where's Pochettino going? And what will Moo do? We'll try and get through them all in this show. Let's start off, though, with is this the right call for the club? Matt? It's the right call to make a change of manager. I'm not sure it's the right time or the right replacement. Um, they're 11 points off fourth place, Spurs, so something's clearly clearly badly wrong. In 2019, nobody's lost more Premier League games than they have. So it's been obvious for a while that he's been eyeing the exit door. So you can understand why it's happened. The timing, obviously strange, um, not just the point in the season, but the point in the international break. Makes you think maybe the negotiations with Jose were taking a little longer than they had initially hoped um, in terms of the replacement I think it's astonishing I, I, things like this always like to go back and think what would we have thought of this 10 years ago if you said Jose Mourinho would have had his second spell as Chelsea manager managed Manchester United and now been in charge of Spurs you know if you take them in isolation and, and as they happen it doesn't seem quite as radical as if you look back like that it would just have been unthinkable really mm. and it's it's such a huge gamble from Daniel Levy in terms of shifting the entire culture of of the team and its playing style, but also the club to go from from Pochettino to Mourinho. So it's it's a massive, massive thing in, in potentially in Premier League history. What does it say about Spurs, though, and kind of how far they've come in that they are a club that can appeal to a manager like Jose Mourinho? Um, because I think there was a time when certainly you would say that he's too big for a club like Spurs. And I say that with all due respect um, but he was always seen as to be someone who would be coaching one of the traditional European elite teams that have won Champions Leagues and contend for Champions Leagues all the time um, and you know, we know that Daniel Levy has always been an admirer of Jose Mourinho and I think that admiration remains and if you disregard uh, what happened at United or you look at United through the prism of what's happened since Jose Mourinho left in that it hasn't got any better in fact it's got worse then do you say he's still a very good manager? Have you been convinced that he is prepared to change? Because, you know, from what I can say, Mourinho has added to his PR team since he left United. That PR team has basically come in and said, you need to kind of rehabilitate your image. You need to change the tone in which you speak. You need to completely give this impression that, and he's done this repeatedly on Sky. Mm. He has said, when I come to work next time I will be very careful about the club that I choose I will choose a club with a project with uh, someone who believes in me with the right football structure around me 
I think it's really interesting reading the statement because he's hit on two of the kind of criticisms that often come of Mourinho. He said he's really excited about working with the academy because he loves young players. And the other thing is the football heritage of the club, which I must say, you know, Spurs do have a great history, but if they are into a position where they feel that they can appoint and attract Jose Mourinho, a lot of that work has kind of been done by Mauricio Pochettino. Right. Well, let's talk about Mauricio Pochettino because, Nick, how fair is it, do you think, that he is carrying the can? How, how, how much of their current ills should lie with him? Well, I mean, the, the, all the kind of reports are coming out that, that the players have just kind of grown weary of his methods, of this kind of being pushed in every training session, every game that they just sort of can't run anymore. And that is kind of reflected in how they've been playing recently. Um, but you could also say that that is not necessarily his fault because it's the same group of players that right. he has kind of flagged all these problems at the, about the squads going stale and he wanted to turn the squad over and get some new players in. It's a problem that hasn't been fixed and now he's kind of been perhaps disproportionately blamed for the, the problems that uh, he has identified before. Right, and the, the problem being that the first summer, when because of the stadium being built or whatever other reason, he asked for players and they didn't buy any. The second summer, when he said, I need to get rid of some players and they didn't sell them. Yeah. So you can make a strong case for the fact that, yes, something is broken, but it wasn't Pochettino. He was one of the things that maybe the club could have thought about building on. Yeah, now they, they you know, they bought some players this summer, but it, it wasn't, to, to expect those players to instantly fix all the problems, it was, you know, it was never realistic. I mean, he's a victim of his own success, Pochettino, in that, yeah, he has consistently overachieved given the wage bill, given the transfer spend of Tottenham. And I think this is where a lot of people scratch their heads with Jose Mourinho coming in because in Daniel Levy's time as president, Mourinho teams have spent an aggregate of a lot more than what Spurs have spent in that time. You know, one of the kind of really kind of encouraging aspects of Pochettino's time at Spurs and one of the reasons why people like Gary Neville in the media uh, really respect him is because of how much trust he put in academy players, how he constantly went back to the academy and still does or did do go back to the academy put faith in players who then turned into you know what we now see as either England internationals superstars in in Harry Kane and there's always that doubt with Mourinho is he really prepared to do that um, because that is going to be a big part of, of Spurs' business model ultimately I think one of the reasons why they've made the decision to sack Pochettino this is separate from why they've appointed Jose Mourinho is because I think they've panicked they look at where they are in the table and given how much money has been spent on the stadium, this is a team that needs to be in the Champions League. They need to be bringing in that money. I wouldn't be surprised if come January, certainly come the summer, Jose will be demanding and in a much more vocal and kind of aggressive way than Pochettino was for signings. You're listening to The Totally Football Show in association with Paddy Power. Well, Spurs' decision on Tuesday has met with widespread support from fans of the North London club, the North London club in this case being Arsenal. Spurs fans, not so much. I feel sick. I'm utterly sick. This season, Pochettino was finished at Spurs, blood. Like, I'm being serious. He lost the dressing room and no Argentinian sat-navs bringing that back, blood. What a waste of a serious talent we had. Just a few Spurs voices there. The worst Tottenham Hotspur decision of all time. Added one commentator on a message board, which is, that's a shout. I mean, given some of the decisions they've made in the past, uh, there's a bigger problem with Poch, was another common feeling. Jermaine Genus should have backed him, not sacked him. It was interesting to see various players as well, like Harry Kane and Deli Alli coming out and saluting the exiting manager and describing him as a friend. One other interesting aspect to this is how much it's not a decision by Daniel Levy, but actually the work of 
the manner in which he controls the purse strings at Spurs, Joe Lewis, and the suggestion, certainly this Wednesday, by various Italian but London-based football journalists, that this is all part of a broader movement by Joe Lewis to move on from ownership of the club. But that's something that we'll explore as and when any further details become available. In the meantime, let's speak now to Pete Hayne from the Supporters Trust, who was actually at Spurs when the decision was made. Pete, thanks for joining us. Six months ago, you were in a Champions League final with Pochettino. This morning, you're waving goodbye to him. How how do you feel about that? I'm surprised and upset. I thought Daniel Levy would have had the patience with Poch to turn what has been a disappointing season around. As you say, Madrid was a dream for many of the fans. You know, I've been going to Tottenham for 50 years and to get to a Champions League final, albeit fairly fortunately, was a dream come true. Um, And I'd hoped that Daniel would have had patience and trust that Mauricio could turn what has been a poor season so far around. So whether he's lost the players, I doubt very much. Whether his message has become a little stale, maybe after five and a half years, maybe with an ageing squad they've achieved what they possibly could and weren't able to go any further. Now, I know he obviously tried to refresh the squad in the summer, but three transfer windows prior to that without any new players coming in means that maybe there was a bit of staleness in the team. Mm. Well, that's the team that Jose Mourinho now inherits. How do you think that's going to work out? A very good question. The first thing is, how is he going to play what sort of style is he going to play you know he was fairly dour at Manchester United but he's had very good attacking sides in the past and high scoring sides so it will obviously depend what he sees as the strengths and weaknesses in the squad it will be interesting to see if he's able to convince players coming to the ends of their contracts to re-sign a contract Alternatively, to convince Daniel Levy that he should be offering contracts of more than one year to players over the age of 30. You know, that experience you would think is going to be invaluable. And of course, the, the other question is is Daniel going to release the purse strings to enable Jose to buy additional players? He hasn't necessarily got some more young players coming through the academy sides knocking on the door, maybe apart from Troy Parrott. So you would think maybe a, another striker, maybe full-backs might be on his shopping list. So it'll be interesting to see if Daniel does actually, and part of the negotiations, obviously they would have entered into in the discussions before he took the job, would be, you know, am I going to have some money to be able to refresh the squad and buy new players? What's your gut instinct, Pete? Are you going to be looking back on this as a... There's another Jacques Santini, another Christian Gross, or is it going to be a brilliant swoop by Daniel Levy? I'm optimistic, um, and I think if he can instill the winning mentality in the players, one of the criticisms of the team in the past five, five and a half years has been, well, you're not winning anything. You always seem to fall at the last fence, you know. Failed runs in the in the Premier League, you know, beaten by Leicester and Chelsea. Cup semi-final defeats. And the question, and obviously the Champions League final, the question is, could Mourinho instill in that current squad or the ones who will remain from the current squad that belief the winning mentality, are we going to do it? Can we win it? He's got a proven track record. Whether he can get that message across to his squad and his players remains to be seen. I hope he does. 
that track record signings. What is Marion Fellini up to these days? Brian? Is, you don't think Matic is going to be the priority? Possibly so. This issue of a team that had stopped playing, apparently, for Pochettino and the club, being taken over by uh, Mourinho, he was known for his man management to begin with, but that's a trick that seemed to have deserted him in recent uh, experiences. Matt, how do you think it's going to work out? Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that, you know, the man management that you're talking about, the names you immediately think of are Frank Lampard and John Terry in their pomp 15 years ago, not Paul Pogba and this new generation of, of if you like, millennial players who uh, he's maybe not shown that he's got the capacity to, to empathise with and, and relate to as much. You think, how's a Deli Ali and Son handshake going to go down when they score a goal? Probably not great. How's it, you know, an Instagram post during the game from an injured player going to go down? Probably not great. But maybe this is part of what James was talking about with his new PR team and this is what he's been told are things that he needs to change. And he is an extremely intelligent man with a, you know, a fabulous track record bar maybe the last couple of years. And so adaptability has got to be one of his key traits. And, and hopefully, for, for his sake and for Spurs, he has spotted that that is something which needs fixing and needs fixing quickly. I mean, there will be players in that squad who will be just to his taste. And Harry Kane is one that immediately stands out. And, right. and Son maybe is another, as he kind of tireless, hardworking kind of players. But there are others who will need to win over. Well, presumably he won't be living in a hotel this time, which is already a step forward. But there are concrete issues there. Trip is gone. Uh, Rose, Aldevarod, Vertonghen and Eriksson all want to be gone. Uh, Loris is out injured. As Pete was mentioning, Daniel Levy's got a reputation for not opening up the Perth Springs and may not be able to because there's also a significant amount of stadium debt on the club's books. This, I think this is the part of the, the whole thing that I don't really understand, is that Mourinho is sort of famously impatient with this kind of thing. He, in, in the past, he has won things after two years and then in the third or fourth year, everything goes down the toilet. But this is a squad that is going to be, uh, unless, uh, as, as you said, that he can persuade some of those players who wanted to leave to stick around, this is a squad that's going to be completely overhauled in you know a year, a year or 18 months. So, you know, how much patience is he, is he going to have? Back on the uh, dealing with younger players thing, we, I think we were talking in the office earlier on about which is going to be the first player that he throws under the bus, the Luke Shaw of the uh, of the Tottenham team. Who's, he, who's your money on, Nick? Well, he already did it with Devinson Sanchez when he was an Ajax player, um, when United played Ajax in the Europa League final. I remember when he basically said that his entire tactic was to let Davinson Sanchez have the ball uh-huh. because he can't do anything with it. So they can basically press everybody else, win the ball back, and he knew within a minute that they were going to win that game. I mean, that is another thing that we should say about Mourinho is that regardless of what you make of his time at United, success or failure, he did deliver you know, a European trophy there. And this has always been a knock on Pochettino. Um, yeah, it's you see it on social media, fans of, of rival London clubs basically saying, how can you in the media claim this guy is a success when he has won nothing? Um, and Mourinho, be it style, his entire kind of way of going about his business as it was in the past, does win things. It will maybe mitigate some of his, his behaviour, although I, yeah, I believe he will make a concerted effort to present himself as someone who has corrected that behaviour, which was so criticised in the past and has seen as been but, a real but he stumbling did that block. last time. The happy one, though, when he returned to Stamford Bridge and 
look how that turned out. Mm. Mm. Well, we'll see. What do you expect from him and from Spurs this weekend against West Ham? Um, I would expect that they would win the game because in many ways it's an ideal opponent for them to be facing. Uh, it's one of one of the many people that he doesn't like uh, uh, in the opposite dugout from him. Uh, it's a big game against a, lo- a local rival who are struggling. It's a good opportunity for him to get a convincing win, go up to the away fans at the end, beat his chest, win some hearts and minds. Maybe if he's going peak Mourinho trolling, he brings on Maurizio Pochettino with a Z, who is, of course, part of the Spurs Academy. And says, there you go. There's your academy player. Magnificent. And as for the other Pochettino, what of him? He leaves without a trophy unless, Nick, the hearts of Spurs fans are a trophy. The real trophy is the friends we made along the way. It probably is, you know. Uh, no, I mean, it, it, you know, we're, we're being very glib about that. But it, there is there is a reason why he was so well-loved at Spurs and probably uh, there'll be a reason why he, you know, he will be more fondly remembered than Mourinho even if Mourinho wins you know the Europa League or the FA Cup or well, no actually they're t- Tottenham's still in the Champions League yeah uh, heading for so, the knockout stage also yeah. he, will, he will go from being a manager of Southampton and Spurs to his next job will be the one that you used to associate Mourinho with which is a Bayern a Real Madrid a Juventus Not something Arsenal. like that <laughs> Well, that's that's a really interesting question, Matt. Would you rule it out? No, certainly not. I mean, I think the fact that he's been sacked means that he can he can sort of justifiably say to those Spurs supporters who loved him so much, "I didn't want to go. I'm an unemployed manager out of work. They've offered me a job. I don't have to move house." If I was the Arsenal board, I would be trying to do everything I can to to convince him that that's the next place to go. I think it'd be a more intriguing challenge for him than, say, a Bayern Munich, if not a Real Madrid uh, or a Juventus. And it would just be amazing for the rest of us, wouldn't it? Well, Matt, it just so happens that we know somebody who knows all the odds on what's about to happen to Maurizio Pochettino. So uh, to hear more about that, let's join producer Ben. Thank you, Jimbo. Lee Price is on the line from Paddy Power. Lee, just two quick questions for you today, and we'll start with what is next for Poch? Where next for Poch? An expensive holiday, I'd imagine. Well-deserved, too. Uh, May United topped the betting here at 9-4, to four, but there has been some movement behind them in the market. Real Madrid were initially second favourites, obviously, but have been overtaken by Bayern after a series of bets. It's 5-2 to two now that he ends up in Bavaria next. 10-3, to three, he returns to the scene of the Champions League final, Madrid. And also, Lee, Moo does like to talk up his achievements. Can he get Spurs into the top four or win a trophy this season? Well, we think it would take something really special to finish in top four for Tottenham this year. It's 4-1 to they do so, which puts them joint fifth in our betting league table. But it is ahead of Man United, at least, Jose. They're 5-1 they're to one to finish top four. As for the trophy, FA Cup most likely shout here. Still 9-1 to one to do that, though. That puts them fourth joint with United and Arsenal in the betting. Or for the Champions League, it's 33-1. to one. They go one step further than Poch managed last year. Is it too soon to say his name? You can find out these odds and more at paddypower.com or the Paddy Power app. Prices are accurate at the time of recording. It's over 18s only. Terms and conditions apply. And when the fun stops, stop. As indeed they say at Spurs. So there you go. We'll be back with a regular Totally Football show on Thursday, as is our won't, previewing all the weekend's activity. But many thanks for being here today for this special edition. James Horncastle, Matt Davis-Adams and Nick Miller and you, listener. We'll catch up with you soon. Until then, keep it totally. You've been listening to The Totally Football Show, a Muddy Knees Media production. 
For sales and advertising, please email sales at muddynewsmedia.com. Keep up to date with everything across our Totally Football Network at The Totally Show on Twitter and make sure you check out our brand new website too, thetotallyfootballshow.com.